Hey folks, JR, back for another episode of Echoes of Shannon Street Case File. It's going to be episode 62, A Small String. Getting into this episode here, we're still doing the inside scene description. In this particular episode, this is purely about the Northwest bedroom, since six of the seven bodies were found there they had to actually do a a section just of that room even though they'd already done the the initial one that we went over the other day all right folks let's get into it the following will be a more detailed description of the middle bedroom at the residence at 2239 shannon in reference to the criminal homicide of MPD Officer R.S. Hester. This bedroom, measuring approximately 9 by 11, with wallpaper on the east, south, and west walls, with the north wall being stucco-looking material. The bed, a king size, with no bed linens, a brown headboard, is in the extreme northwest corner of the room, On top of the bed are several pieces of broken glass, and also on the bed is a brown dining room chair, a small table with a metal stand, one rectangular-shaped mirror upside down with the glass broken out of it, and a small string with some blue and white beads on it. At one end of the string has some type of alligator clip. Catty in the southwest portion of the room is a dressing drawer with one single mirror and nine drawers. The center drawers in the top and middle position are out. A large wood grain cabinet, table model television lying on the floor with the screen being closest to the carpet on the feet of a body of a black male clad in blue jean pants tennis shoes, a blue shirt, and brown jacket, whose body lays head against the east wall and feet towards the south. There are two doorways in this bedroom, one being on the south wall, approximately in the center of that wall, the other about two feet from the northeast corner of the east wall. There is a photograph of an oil painting which is about three feet by five feet in measurements, that hangs on the east wall, and it appears to be that of a black male with a white hat and white suit. In describing the east wall, additionally, there are several small blood spatters and smears down close to the baseboard, approximately four inches from the floor, near the head of a male black, whose left jaw has what appears to be a bullet wound in it, and right hand also torn from bullet wounds, and is dressed in a white sweater. Over that is a blue, dark blue jacket, blue jean pants with a brown leather belt, some white canvas high-top tennis shoes. In describing the bodies from the south wall moving northward, the male black numbered by Dr. Charles Harlan and James Bell and O.C. Smith of the medical examiner's office will be A1, a male black dressed in a tan-looking pullover sweater 
with dark brown trim around the neck and orange zip-up type nylon jacket with yellow and blue rings around the shoulders, a pair of blue jeans, and it should be indicated this male black is laying with his feet against the east wall, his arm, his right arm extended from the doorway of this room southward into the bedroom, which... This male black appears to be light brown skin, having long sideburns, mustache, and a beard, which is approximately two or three months old. Moving north corner, this male black is not wearing any shoes, but does have on brown socks. His head is laying in a position with his left ear to the floor and there appears to be some distortion on the right side as if it would be caved in. Moving northward to the male black numbered 2B is a darker complected male black who appears to be six foot with a receding hairline and a long afro hairstyle about three to four inches, has a large caliber bullet wound to the left cheek, and what appears to be this male black is the one who has a white sweater under a dark navy blue jacket, blue jeans, brown belt, and a white high-top Converse All-Star tennis shoes with blood all over the feet of the shoes, the side of those shoes. Male black numbered 3C is dressed in a black leather jacket with designer style blue jeans with orange designs on both rear pockets and some light brown crepe sole shoes. Should be noted this male black has heavy amount of damage to the left front portion of his head and has no belt in his pants. Male black number, numbered 4D has his head resting against the east wall and is a light-complected male black wearing a blue shirt and lighter brown windbreaker-type jacket, blue jeans with no belt, and black socks and some type of white tennis shoes. Male black numbered 5E is laying with his feet to the east wall and his head towards the west wall in a half-moon shape. His right ear is almost touching the floor and is dressed in black socks, black pants, with a black or dark blue belt, tan-looking long sleeve wool-type sweater, and has extensive damage to his left jaw around the ear area. He appears to be medium brown complected with a beard, long sideburns, and a mustache. Male black 6F, head rest against the east wall, right at the door facing. Underneath his head are some heater controls with an electric blanket, an orange and blue nylon type zip-up jacket, and one spent bullet casing. He appears to be an older male black, probably 45 to 50, dressed in a tan shirt, covered with a brown, some type of sleeping bag or bedroll. Should be noted, these male blacks are numbered 
A1, B2, C3, D4, E5, and F6, starting as described from the south wall moving to the north wall. Number one is laying eastward and westward with his feet against the east wall. Number two is laying with his head against the east wall and his feet towards the west. Number three is laying also with his head to the west wall and his feet to the east. Number four has his head to the east wall and his feet to the west, and he has the portable TV as described on his feet. Number five is laying with his feet to the east wall and his head to the west. And number six with his head to the west wall and his feet with his feet partially up under the back of E5. Should be noted that number F6 has what looks like a homemade bandage about his left arm in the wrist area and has extensive amount of blood on the shirt sleeve and left side of his shirt all up and down the entire side of it. Should be noted that under the head of 3C male black was a 38 caliber blue steel revolver. It is unknown at this time whether the gun is loaded or not or who this gun might belong to because the crime scene has not gotten through with their processing of the room. It should be noted that the bodies of the seven male blacks within this residence were moved at 7.19 a.m. as follows, starting with male black number six, who was transported along with male black number five in medic ambulance number 12, correction, unit number 12, operated by attendants King and Whitaker from the Germantown Medic Office. Bodies number four and three were moved by unit number 15 of the medic ambulance operated by attendants Whitehead and Oliver. Bodies number two and one were moved by medic unit number 19, operators Othell, Ramsey Jr., and Dennis Barnes, and medic unit number three operated by Danny Anderson and James Moses removed the seventh body, which was found between the bed and the south wall in the southernmost bedroom in this house. All were transported directly to the morgue at the City of Memphis Hospital at the instruction of Lieutenant R.K. Wilson. It was brought to the writer's attention at 7.28 a.m. by Crime Scene Sergeant R.R. R. Clinney that a nightstick had been located near the curb at 2227 Shannon on the south side of the street, which would be right at the intersection of Shannon and Hazel. And the writer proceeded to this location and found this nightstick to be of black fiberglass material with a leather, leather thong attached to it, and the stick itself was a short 18 to 20 inch stick. It should further be noted at the intersection on the northwest corner of Hazel and Shannon was located North Precinct Uniform Patrol Car, black and white, P902, with a Tennessee government license, Golf Juliet 0811, 
which to the writer's understanding was assigned to Officer T.W. Turner on the sea shift on the night of January 11. They've got 1982, but obviously that should be 1983. The nightstick and patrol car were photographed by Sergeant R.R. Clinney, and the nightstick later gathered to be held as evidence by him. Once the bodies were removed from the residence, the writer re-examined the middle bedroom, which is between the bedroom on the far south side of the house and the living room on the west side of the house to observe a Lloyd brand FM-AM stereo pocket transistor radio in a blue case on the floor and two .223 caliber spent holes, approximately two and a half and three feet from the door entryway on the east wall of this bedroom. There were also two spent .223 caliber casings two feet south of the south door facing approximately one and a half to two feet from the east wall. In addition to the four .38 caliber spent holes in the doorway on the south side of the bedroom in the green carpet and two spent casings of a .223 caliber lay next to those, and then another .38 caliber spent hull in approximately three feet from the south wall and four feet from the east wall. should be noted that the blue steel revolver that had been laying up under the head of male black 3C had been removed by the crime scene before the writer returned to this room and was advised by Officer T.H. Harrison that he had removed this weapon and would tag it in the property and evidence room along with several other weapons found by crime scene in this residence. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. A few days we'll get back together and continue the inside scene description you know my time in the homicide bureau I don't think I ever worked a scene that had more than than two victims on it that I can recall and I know how much work was involved in in those cases so I still just marvel at all the work that went into Shannon Street. All right, folks, I appreciate you, and as always, I will see you down the road.